When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, we'll never, ever get tired of hearing that. Football's Invincibles 2003, the three-peat, back-to-back-to-back, two of them against Collingwood, and the reason we're playing that, it's 20 years since that title. And tomorrow night at the Gabba, the next instalment of the Pies and the Lions. One man who was there on that day in September 2003, in fact, he's known as Mr. September, is on the line now. Clark Keating, Crackers, morning to you. Just seems like yesterday, doesn't it? Very well. Just seems like yesterday, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. Every time you sort of hear that uh, commentary, it brings back a lot of memories and uh, a lot of enjoyment, that's for sure. All right. Well, what's your what's your greatest memory of it, either of the day or the night after? Oh, look! It's, um, I think all our grand finals. We had such a good week in in just celebrating and and really taking in what we achieved. But uh, I suppose you get that three in a row, which hadn't been done for so many years, was just such a feat, especially for a team from Brisbane to travel down to the MCG, which is the home of home of football, and and to be a, a interstate side and and to play on the biggest stage um, in that last day in September, three years in a row, and to win um, was was very exciting and, and a memory that I'll never forget. Three Brownlow medalists among you, defending uh, premiers from back-to-back years, six All-Australians, uh, and then there was you, a banged-up Ruckman who would just always come good in September, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know, very much banged up, wasn't I? Um, when you put me in with all those Brownlow medalists and all Australians, I've got a pretty good record, don't I? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wasn't fortunate enough to be an All-Australian or a Brownlow medalist, but I yeah, played with a lot of uh, good players um, in our side and uh, obviously to name or to individualise those players wouldn't, wouldn't do our team justice because we had such a great depth of players from uh, you know, full back to full forward and, and our um, rotations on the bench, every, every person played a part. And obviously to get myself back up and, and into contention to play in those games was uh, was, uh, was a feat in itself and, and a lot of faith that was put in me by Lee Matthews and the coaching staff to uh, put me in there. And Clark Ruckman uh, dominate discussions as well as forward lines coming into tomorrow. We'll get into that in just a sec. But how, how good is it and how fulfilling is it to, to see the club back in the premiership frame to be spoken about as competition heavyweights? Yeah, it's really it's just great, actually. Um, they recruited really well um, over the summer, uh, and obviously the likes of Ashcroft coming in is a great addition and, and great to see a father-son come through uh, as well and, and obviously get, pick up a, uh, a nomination as well for a uh, rising player. So, um, Do you remember him, uh, as, a, do you remember him as a kid, Clark? Do you remember him as yeah. a little bloke? Yeah, we will, and, and, uh, and Nigel uh, Lappin, his... 
his kids and Will's always caught up um, all the time. Um, and he was a superstar as a young kid. I, I just remember hearing stories how he just be out there on the juniors, just blitzing it and playing for years um, you know, against all the players and just had that uh, nous, that footy brain um, at such a young age, um, which is very rare. But obviously to to bring that forward over you know 10 plus years playing juniors, he never burnt out. And obviously became a better player and, and uh, will be a long-time player for the club in years to come. All right, let's start addressing tomorrow night. And I said Ruckman will dominate because Collingwood don't have one and Brisbane have got one of their best in the in the big O. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's, it's unfortunate that uh, Collingwood have lost both their rucks. It's, uh, you know, you, you usually have two rucks per squad um, to be able to you know, back each other up and, mm. and very rarely do both rucks go down. So um, it's going to be a great opportunity for the big O to really dominate that part of the ground and uh, really start to look after the mids and if we can sort of break that open early on in the game um, and get the ball moving forward then we're pretty much on our way to you know beating a very good uh, Collingwood team under the coach of my old mate Craig McRae. Craig McRae and Justin Lepage. So you've got some of your old teammates now, well I guess sleeping with the enemy. Now, are you impressed with what Fly and Leper have, have done with this team? Oh absolutely. I think he's um from what I from what I hear, a lot of people now barrack for Collingwood who probably would never barrack for Collingwood purely because of the way. Nah, you're dreaming. You're, dre- you're, dre- you're dreaming, crackers. No, around. no one barracks for Collingwood. <laughs> Come on, they're like manly. <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one in their right <laughs> mind barracks for Collingwood. <laughs> I know, I know, but like it's funny because he just comes across as such. He is. He's such a nice guy, and yeah. the way he's team playing. They're an exciting team to watch because they're so attacking and you know that they're going to kick a good score, which is what the fans want to see. They want to see attacking brand of football which is like the way we played back in the um, you know, the 2000s. We, we were very attacking. We had a great defence but yeah. we always pushed hard and quick into our forward line because uh, you know if the, te- if the ball goes forward, you're putting your opponents under pressure and if you're going towards our goal, they're under the pump, they make a mistake and, and we're in front of goals. So they play a very similar brand. You've just got those players believing in their own ability and uh, believing in their game plan, and, and everyone's singing off the same hymn sheet, and they're performing really well. Before we ask you about the Lions, um, Craig McRae's nickname is Fly. Where does that come from? Is that one you can repeat on radio? Uh, mate, I'm just trying to think where Fly came from. I think it's just... Uh, he was always called Fly. He might have yeah. been from his Adelaide days when he came to the club, yeah. I, I, I can't answer that question, Benny. Sorry. Well, that's all right. Do, do some homework. Get back to me. All right, let, let's talk about the Lions yep. because they've up and down. Uh, win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. But they have a good record of, of bouncing back. And we, we just mentioned before about the ruck and exploiting that. Let's drill down onto that. As a ruckman, how can you exploit the fact that they don't have another one? And I know that might sound easy, but I look back at the final against Richmond last year at the Gabba, and we lost the big O within the first couple of minutes and had Dan McStay in the ruck. What about this? Tables being turned. And, well, I'm not going to say he dominated, but the, but the midfield dominated. Lockie Neal and the, and the mid stepped up in that game. Yeah, you're spot on there. And, and sometimes... In mids, when you haven't got your dominant ruck in there, they tend to play a bit more of a defensive role. And in playing that defensive role, they they put themselves in a position where their opponents are obviously calling for the ball and they're working off their ruck. So they basically just play off the opposition ruck. 
um, and sometimes they play better than their own the, the Ruck's own teammates. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And you know, next day, obviously, he, he, he competed really well that game. I thought he just jumped really hard, and that's what you really need is a contest just to make sure that the other Ruck doesn't get it too easy. Um, one thing that the big O's got to do is he's got to be able to communicate with his mids and give it to them to their advantage so we do get the center clearances and to get stoppage clearances around the ground. There's no point having a dominant ruck who doesn't hit the ball in the right area to their teammates to be able to get that um, that benefit of, uh, of getting your hand on the ball. Um, or you could, on the flip side, just clearing the area, like what, what I used to do with um, Brisbane is you know, punching at 10, 15 metres towards your goal and, and making sure your mids know about that and then you're, you're running onto it and uh, into your forward line. But uh, I think from a if McStay does play against Big O, which more than likely he will because he has played that role before, then he'll he'll just have to compete as well, just keep jumping into him to make sure he doesn't get too much of a dominance in the clearances. Criticism of the forward line warranted. Um, last week they looked a bit lost, didn't they? Um, I thought I thought you know they got some great players down there, but there was just real no harmony amongst them. Um, and then you've got the likes of Charlie Cameron sort of, you know, putting his hands in the air when the ball wasn't put in the right area. And, look, you know, you, you don't know what what was going through uh, the mind um, as to why the ball wasn't kicked into that area. But uh, I think that sort of a reaction is safe for quarter time or half time without the likes of, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of people seeing, seeing that. It, it just doesn't really look good from a spectator's perspective seeing that sort of... Um, uh, I suppose, reaction on, on TV yeah. about a teammate up, up the field. But uh, I think this week they have got the, the quality to kick big scores, but I think they've just got to um, work out their roles and, and, and play those roles and, and um, become more competitive. It's the one thing the, the Lions have really built on over the last couple of years, or ever since Chris Fagan's been in there, is about playing for each other and, and not being selfish and, and looking for your opponent, uh, opponent, looking for your teammate and and dishing off, but it just doesn't seem they've been doing that uh, this year to start with. Mate, before we let you go, it's been insightful as always, so thank you. But question without notice, um, on the back of the US Masters, I, I think it's one of sport's most prestigious events, but also prestigious titles. Outside of your own sport, outside of winning a premiership, which you've done three times, Clark, what other, what other world sporting event trophy would you love to have had in the back pocket? Oh, there's a number there, Benny. I could uh, love to be winning the Formula One <laughs> driver. Oh yeah, you wouldn't fit in. You wouldn't fit in the uh, car, but I get it. <laughs> no, I'm probably too heavy and too tall um, to be able to uh, give any like, you know speed around those. But that'd be an amazing um, accolade to win yeah. Formula One. But from a team perspective, um, I suppose the Rugby Union World Cup, which is coming up this year in in France would be, especially for Australia and the Wallabies, would be uh, an awesome um, team effort, I think. And to be part of that would be unreal to represent your country and to bring that home. Rugby Union World Cup. There's one, there's one that I hadn't thought of. Crackers, always a pleasure, mate. I know you'll be watching on with uh, uh, with absolute pride tomorrow night. Appreciate the chat. Clark Keating, Mr. September. That's right, 20 years since the Lions and Collingwood won. Oh, wow. I'm just thinking 2003, that was a... Well, it was a long time ago. I think John Howard was Prime Minister and City Rails was open and Peter Beattie was Premier. Petrol was about 88 cents a litre. 
Let's see if they can repeat it 20 years on. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Time for a news hit. Then I will take you to one of the most prestigious places on the planet, Augusta National. Next.